What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined this week with a beautiful, funny, smart, intelligent. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Angel Contreras. Thank you. Hi. Hi. And look at you helping. We we moved a table here, so now if we do need to fact check something, we can. Awesome. But I do state that there's no facts on here. Just feelings. No just facts, feelings. just feelings. Oh, that sounds like that All sounds of the like internet. <laughs> All of the internet. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad this is happening. We had to we had to um reschedule this a few yeah. times because um life um yeah came life. in but but i'm so glad that you're here today angel is a comic here in atlanta but other than that she's also a lawyer mm-hmm. and that's what i felt was so interesting and we'll get into that but i have been liking to start the podcast with a question and that question is when is the last time you cried um <laughs> this morning no. uh the last okay time i had did, like, I did. I might have cried a little bit around lunchtime trying to get my lunch. I got hangry, uh, but uh, I, I, I really oh. did uh, at the Zaxby's drive-through line. But no, the more like the last like meaningful cry I had, I'd yeah. say, was probably Sunday when my parents left because they came to visit me, and it was just so short, and I miss them. And yeah, where do they live? Houston, Houston, Texas. Are you from there? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have so many questions about that because I just moved in. August of last year, so I've been like one year, and literally my mom lives an hour away. But every time I leave her, I cry still. Yeah. So how is it living like far away from family? So this might sound bad, but like at first it wasn't that bad. Like at first I was like freedom when I turned yeah. eighteen and like left for college. Yeah. But it was supposed to be like I'll leave for college and like work a few years like in a new city by myself and then move back home and like mm-hmm. settle down in Houston. And um now as I'm getting older it's harder and harder to be away from home because I'm like starting to like you know settle into my career and like finding making a lot of connections and stuff with comedy to where it's getting harder and harder to leave Atlanta so it's just kind of like oh they're so far and I like want to go see you but there's I don't I still think like maybe in the 10-year plan I might end up going back but right now I really like Atlanta what brought you to Atlanta uh, I went to school at Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Oh, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Oh, I, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I met Nick Saban once. Did you really? He's very small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like my one of my friends, she's like a big Alabama fan, like, and they had season tickets, and this was when they were on their like winning. Are, are they're still winning, right? Oh yeah, it's like uh, not even fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but when they were on their big streak, you yeah. know, like in 2016, and th- we went to go tour all the stuff, and I'm like, oh, I get why people go to Alabama. This is like yeah. nice. Yeah, I went. I think that was like the only campus I toured and like saw it. It was like. They've got A's everywhere for Angel. The Crimson's really beautiful. The quad's great. They keep winning stuff. I'll go here. Um, winning. But, <laughs> winning, yeah. Yeah, but you met Saban? Yeah, barely, like, in a walkthrough. We took a little photo. Okay. <laughs> He's small but, but me, mighty man. Small but mighty, yeah. Me and that girl actually aren't friends anymore, but I do hold that memory dear to yeah. me. Shout out to Sydney. <laughs> I don't want to shout out all the people from Alabama I'm not friends with anymore. <laughs> no, she's from here. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you went to Alabama. So I went there, and then when I graduated, I uh, had a job offer in Atlanta. And okay. uh, most of the people that I went to school with and, like, most of my adult friends by that time were moving to Atlanta. So it just, oh. like, was the move. 
the move. It was the move. And then uh, and then it sucked me in, and now I can't leave. <laughs> no, I feel that. It is hard because one of my friends this week, she threw at me, like, with everything going on in my family. She was like, why don't you move back down to Florida? And I was, like, really thinking about it because, like, that's where a lot of my family still is. And I have when you have such a solid community somewhere, it's really, really hard to, like, think about leaving that community. Yeah. Because you can't do life alone, and these are, like, the people you've built your life with. Like, sometimes family is also – it's blood, but it's also, like, people that you choose. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I was, like, <clears throat> sad and crying on Sunday because I'm, like, am I choosing to be away from my parents? But they, they know, like, my dreams, and my dad especially, like, really su- supports my stand-up, and they're always rooting for me when I text them about the stuff that I'm doing. So uh, – so they're supportive of me being out here. This is like a sidebar, but I really, um, your nails look really good. Thank you. If you're listening, you can't um, see, but they're they're white. <laughs> it's a uh, funny bunny OPI. No, I uh, <laughs> I had to go to the dentist the other Monday, and I had been trying not to like spend on like excessive things and stuff, like save, like we're in a yeah. pandemic, like be smart. But uh, the it it was such a like rough dentist experience I was like I'm gonna treat myself I had an L Woods like just went to the nail salon it was like made me feel better (laughs) it works it really does because since my accident and stuff like and not working I haven't been able to and now I just notice everyone else's how good they look and I'm like the second I go back to work it's over with for the salons yes (laughs) okay so you went to Alabama. Did you go there for undergrad or law school? Like, because you were a lawyer. You're a lawyer. Lawyer gal. <laughs> you are Elle Woods. <laughs> Elena Woods. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alabama has a really great law school, but I actually, I moved here and worked for a year okay. and then met some people who were in school at Georgia State and was kind of just like, that looks like fun. And like, yeah. took the LSAT and uh, just ended up going uh but at Alabama I did my undergrad awesome yeah. uh, Georgia State has a really good program I know yeah. a lot of people that have done it there so that's it's awesome. a great program and it's like affordable it, I did the math and I, if I had applied at Houston even if I lived with my parents it was like 40 grand or something a year there and it was 16 at, at in Atlanta at Georgia State so wow. it's like it just makes more sense for me to stay that's crazy yeah wow and so you are a criminal and public defense attorney yes okay so what does that look like like what is your like take us what does that look like so i like don't know if i should look at the camera or not. Yeah, you I, should. I don't i don't <laughs> it's a phone <laughs> <laughs> i've been trying to like do like dabble in auditioning and acting and stuff and you're not supposed to look at the camera then so i'm like i don't know what to look at <laughs> look at what i don't either yeah. I, I i i because it feels more like weird to just yeah. look at the camera it's like we should be talking so i do kind of both yeah it's that, weird okay. uh but yeah, so I'm a public defender. I also hate my criminal. Chin, so <laughs> but we're professionals. <laughs> uh, uh, so what does that look like? Yes. Uh, so this week was actually fun for me. I had a trial yesterday. Like I got to try a DUI case and we won. Ooh. Yeah, it was really well. The toxicologist didn't show up, so it was more like the state lost more than I won. But uh, nope, it's a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. A W is a W. But so like about once a month or every other month, I'll have like a trial week and get to try a case. I work in, on misdemeanor stuff, so it's never anything like drastic or yeah big stakes. But then like other days, it's um, a lot of like I'll get a case file and and uh, meet with a person and it's a lot of you know figuring out if they if a person needs to go to like rehab if they you know are here because 
of a drinking problem or if yeah. um, or if they just have a speeding ticket and just need to take like a defensive driving course and they'll get their ticket reduced or um, it's a a lot of just you know dealing with the public and their their small little crimes that they get into <laughs> but do you feel like doesn't it does it feel good to be able to help people it yesterday felt really good uh, the person my hypothetical client, not supposed to talk too much about it, but their mom yeah. was in the courtroom. And so after we got the not guilty and I was walking out like, and she was just like, thank you. As I was walking, like, that was just like my heart. Like I could have, I almost cried just happy tears yeah. after that. Cause it felt so good. But the, like the other side to that is that sometimes it's like, oh, there's so many people I can't help. Yeah. You know? Mm. And uh, a friend of a coworker of mine told me that she did, a story that I think is supposed to be like a, a known parable about like um, a kid on a beach and like s- starfishes would wash up on the beach and a man was also walking on the beach and would pick each one, pick one up and like throw it back in and pick one up and throw it back in. Mm-hmm. And the kid was like, why do you keep doing that? Like you can't save them all. And he was like, well, it matters to this one. So I try to carry that story with me. I'm sorry. I'm it's like, always about the one. No, yeah, it's yeah. it's doing that thing for the one because you could have like a million losses, but that one win and that one mother saying that to you because like, yeah. I my brother. This is like I don't I don't talk about it a lot because it's like I carry a lot of I'm working through it in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should all be in there. I've been trying to schedule my appointments. <laughs> um, but my brother was in and out of like the prison system like and mm-hmm. I I just remember like I, I have memories of courtrooms and things like and where he couldn't be helped and like he my family we weren't well off so we did have to like use public defense sometimes and it was so sad to see like the times where he could be helped and then the times where it wasn't and so like I don't know I just I think it's amazing what you do for like that one person or you know it's not just one because you never yeah. know that impact that you're having from that one person well thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and uh the system just stinks too like mm-hmm. it, that's put it, putting it lightly it stinks it stinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> From my privilege standpoint, I don't like it. It stinks. <laughs> no. uh, it's, uh, you had asked me earlier, like, if I take it home with me, and a lot of times yeah. it's like, and but that's part of why I do comedy, though, because, like. You read my mind. I literally just yeah. wrote down work home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, like, helps me to not, uh, like, to okay, I'm no longer in, like, public defender, like, criminal justice reform mode. Yeah. Now I'm, like, in, you know, what's funny how am I going to make this crowd laugh like Mm. um that's it's there's something really uh healing also about uh being able to get off of work and go to an open mic and be around a bunch of comics and a bunch of people who are just trying to make you laugh like everyone's Mm -hmm. end goal there is just to like have a good time and that's really nice I don't I think people need to go to more comedy shows because they don't like even my mother my mother is like so anxious like like and then like my grad show she came for the first time and she was like oh my god it was so great and I'm like I don't think people realize how much just laughing really can help the healing and the mental health aspect of like just talking about your problems or like just like letting go of your problems for nobody's talking about it for for an hour and you're there to you're there just to laugh exactly usually you laugh 
Usually, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if you're at a if it's a us, trio, you laugh. Like. <laughs> yeah, if it's us, you'll laugh. You'll laugh. Hopefully. Um, but okay, so you have a, okay. This is where I was going with the work home thing. So it's it's you do the comedy to like not take it home. But in 2020, um, we were all stuck at home, and the internet like it's always been a thing. But like now, the news is like in your face everywhere, and it's I even like last year like was getting so overwhelmed by all the news. Like, I need to be more of an activist. I need to do, like, so much. And so, like, I can't imagine someone that, like, literally that's your job. How do you handle, like, social media with not taking your work home? So last year when everyone was really getting into, you know, BLM was really taking off, I went to a a protest, and I think a lot of comics did. Uh, But it at first, it was kind of like, yes, people are hearing and seeing like what I see every day at work. But then as it progressed, it like going to work and seeing like, oh, that protest didn't change anything. Like, I, I hate to say that because it's not true. I think that it did that yeah. the awareness and like showing that people care and like people are fed up does mean something. Yeah. But it was there was also a frustration in going to work and like still having to see the issues that um, that are still there and still seeing people like, you know, being under the boot of the state basically. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. No, the taking uh, your, yeah, no, taking I, it, I feel yeah. you. like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to feel that way. Cause, Cause it's you, constantly around you and you yeah. see that literally every day. So yeah. it's, yeah. Um, but, and 2020 did make that kind of hard. Cause then like I was the first year I started working from home. Like I did like jail visits from my living room like trying to make sure my cat's not coming into frame (laughs) what oh oh so like a lot of my clients are in jail and i'm trying to get them out and uh we like whenever i need to meet with them about their case we'll have like a virtual visit like a little zoom visit (laughs) through the jail and uh like i would do it at like at my office before the pandemic but then once we started working from home i would do it on my laptop at home and that's that's always like i'm trying to position things to where like I'm still keeping everything professional, but, like, that's literally bringing, like, the jail home with me. (laughs) You gotta make sure you got some uh, incense burning at all times. Got my prayer candles in the corner. (laughs) Literally, no, I feel you. But it's, like, and even with just, like, your your personal clients and all that, then you have, like, new stories and all the the time, all, like, constant, constant, constant. So you have to, I'm sure, like, have such I have to have super boundaries with my phone but I can't imagine like yeah it'll I'm addicted to my phone I'm so bad at really? it yeah I'm like constantly on Twitter because and also I it's partially like I feel like I, I need to keep up with the news yeah um, yeah and then also the like a need to like constantly be writing and so I feel like I constantly need to be knowing what's like going on in in current events and stuff mm-hmm. so that I have things to write jokes about and a lot of your jokes are about like current events and yeah. I really like that like the the one about the thing that you did on the internet I saw the clip it was yeah. so funny about the Olympics yeah and so I'm like that's so clever so yeah and I, I would like to I don't want to be a lawyer forever I'm, yeah like I don't think I could handle it forever <laughs> but so I I try to write about current events and stuff to try to like you know like maybe one day I can manifest something where I'm writing you know for, oh, for something where I can write about current events. <laughs> we believe in that. Yeah. We believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> we, 
women, all of that. Yeah. So how did you get started with comedy? Because you're like, like I said, like I think the current events ones, like I think they're fun and they're like smart. That's what I like. I like like smart jokes. Like you know, because people yeah. think like jokes or like comics are like real stupid and like there are we are kind of silly but i'm but we're actually really smart yeah. and clever well, you, to do comedy you have to have a great amount of emotional intelligence because you have to know what's going to resonate with the audience mm-hmm. and uh like as far as like speaking about current events and my jokes so that part of another reason why i do that is because i know when i seek out comedy to watch myself like that's what i want to hear from like i want to hear you making fun of what i just saw in the news yeah I mean? yeah. yeah but i got started um I think it was in 2017, a friend of mine uh, worked for an advertising agency as a copywriter, and they have this, like, competition, a stand-up comedy competition amongst different ad agencies called Laugh Your Ads Off. I don't know why I'm giving them free promotion, but here it is. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Yeah. And my friend was, like, one of the people who was going to, like, represent her agency, and then once she did that, she had this set, and we were both like, why don't we go to Laughing School? I'd always been a huge stand-up comedy fan yeah obsessed and um so her and I both went and did a five-minute set and then that was like my first taste of it and like I I already knew I loved stand-up and it was like good to feel that I could get up there and like do it too because I didn't really think that I could Mm -hmm. um and then I didn't really do it for a while after my first mic and then I started I graduated law school had like some stuff in my personal life and didn't know if I wanted to be a lawyer anymore, like, mm. was, like, not doing well and really needed to laugh and started just going to the laughing school by myself and, like, just going and watching shows. Mm-hmm. Eventually started signing up for more mics and, like, it kind of helped take me out of this. Like, when I started comedy, I was, like, not doing well at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it might have been, like, a mental breakdown. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but I think it brought me back it brought me to where I needed to be because then after about a year of doing it uh, I had new people around me I had friends who were hilarious and supportive <laughs> and uh and now I'm really glad that I do it oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. same I think it's yeah. really it's really a nice community I will say that like I'm terrified of all of them still <laughs> we're all scared of each other <laughs> but it's like I'll do anything for you <laughs> Yeah. You need me, call me. <laughs> Same. Okay. If you're in jail, call me. <laughs> I was already thinking that when you were, I was like thinking about you coming today, like all day while I was at work. I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this, this. And I was like, you know, now, knock on wood, but if I ever needed anybody, I have someone. Yeah. <laughs> so I got your number now. Um, <laughs> Juan Contreras. Juan. That's uh, funny. Um, my dad. It, she called me and it came up as that. So it was funny in the moment. Um, but speaking of the community that you have from comedy, this is a topic that we should touch on. You date a comic. <laughs> I do. How was it like to date one? Because every, okay, I have, I'm new to this, you know, pretty kind of not really anymore, but yes, I am. Um, and the one thing that people have said is just don't date a comic. That's the only piece of advice they've given me. And I was like, okay, I didn't plan on it. Like, I That's <laughs> good advice. Well, no. I'm, like, so I heard that advice too. But then I also, <laughs> if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, But no, like I spend all my time either at work or at Mike's. So like if yeah. I'm going to meet someone, it's, I'm not meet, I'm not, you know, bringing a client home. <laughs> 
<laughs> another comic maybe <laughs> but uh no it's nice it's it's actually really nice because we can like uh and one we like relate to each other yeah. about comedy because like a lot of the things we do as comics are like weird like we'll show up to a mic like at a bar at like 10 p.m at night on a wednesday like anybody else would be like do you have a problem like why are you <laughs> you should like, be getting ready for bed yeah <laughs> like, and, but like uh will understands it and another nice thing too is that he's also uh a, he's got a day job too where he's got to you know uh because i that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> well what i mean is like i've it's hard to date another comic sometimes uh because I haven't dated other comics too. Oh, uh, tea. I'm learning. I shouldn't spill tea about myself, but <laughs> it can be it can be difficult because like a lot of comedians live this lifestyle where you're like, uh, you know, just constantly creative and you know, are mainly focused on being a comedian. Whereas mm-hmm. like I have to focus on you know, a job. Yeah, on being a lawyer too. Mm-hmm. And Will's an architect too. And he's like studying for what? these Wait, different. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? So it's nice because he'll understand like when I'm stressing about work and like I need to leave. Like I can't stay at the show. Like I want to stay and watch everyone, but I need to go yeah. like do stuff. And he gets that too and appreciates it. And like, yeah. It, so we can relate on both aspects. I think that's good. I think when it's bad is when people like compete and it can mm-hmm. get toxic. And and it's. Does it ever get like that? Uh. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But uh, I like we don't compete, and I don't think it's ever gotten toxic. Yeah. But like, there are moments where I'm like, I wish I was booked on that, or like, <laughs> and I'm sure he does that with me too. But then sometimes, yeah. some sometimes it'll be really nice, and a lot of times bookers will be sweet and book both of us on a show because they know yeah. that like, we're dating, which is nice. But uh, but we also shouldn't expect that. So. <laughs> Uh, I feel that. I've been trying to get him to do, uh, like, to create something with me to, like, do a project. Like, uh, I specifically would like to do a cooking show with him because he loves to cook. He's, like, really good at cooking. Oh, my God. Y'all can make that fun. Yeah. Funny. Y'all are funny. Right. So I was like, let's do, like, a comedic cooking show. And he's down for it, but it's just hard to find the time. Well, it's out there in the universe now. Yeah. So you have to. We have to. (laughs) You're watching this one. <laughs> you gotta send it to him, just like, and just send his timestamp like, of when to do it. Okay, so yeah, so he, I can see where that would be frustrating because even sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to be on that. Yeah, <laughs> it can be but that way. It'd be like also, that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. <laughs> but he's also really encouraging and really supportive, and like another, he's been doing it longer than I have too, okay. so that like kind of helps because we're not like. When he's getting things that I'm not getting, I'm like, yeah, well, you've put in more work and time. And yeah. And How long have you been doing it? I think three years now. And he's, I don't know how long he's been doing it for. He started stand-up in China. Like, he was living in China and started doing comedy while he was living there. Oh, my God. That's that a wild? crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll have to have him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but China, because they're very, they're, um... Well, there's a lot of expats there. So okay. I think he had, like, American audiences. Okay, stuff. I was about to say, yeah. like, they don't let you do st- – I didn't know. <laughs> I will yeah, – this was a few years ago, so okay. things might be different now. <laughs> things, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really cool story, though. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever um, travel to China anymore. It's sad. I really wanted to go see the Great Wall. Yeah. Have you <laughs> – I'd like to go. Uh, I have. He can speak a little bit of it. So I'd then like I'll have to, a, too. Tour guide, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. 
Okay, yeah. we just digress. I was gonna say, I'm sorry, my ADD is taking this conversation <laughs> like all over the place. He's like China, China. <laughs> no, this has been a really great talk. Um, what made you want to be a lawyer? Sorry, mm. that's like random. I don't even think I asked. Uh, <laughs> I'm like ADD now. So I, I don't even. I more so like wanted to go to law school. Like I wasn't even sure that I wanted to be a lawyer when Legally I went. Legally blonde, really be doing that to girls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I saw this one movie with Reese Witherspoon. It looked, it couldn't be that hard, right? Like, no, but I really kind of just like uh, took the LSAT and applied, like, yeah, on a whim. Like, I like the second one of my friends that's a lawyer that said that. He was like, I took the LSAT and I did really good, so yeah. I became a lawyer. Well, and I, I remember also, I also remember reading an article before I applied to take the LSAT and do all of that about a lawyer, and I thought this guy was nuts. But it was this lawyer who was paying prospective law school students like two grand each or a grand each to not go, like to just quit and not do it. And I read that. And I thought it was fascinating because I was like, why, why would he do that? Like, and so then I started researching reasons to not go to law school. And it was like, if you want to change the world or like <laughs> uh, if you just really like arguing and like there were all these things that at the time didn't apply to me. So I was like doctor or lawyer like one's gonna make money like I should go to law school yeah and I'm really glad that I went because my perspective like on life and like actually like learning about the law and the constitution and like why laws are the way they are and stuff like that I think I'm a better person for it but now I'm like why like I don't want to be a lawyer uh I I do and I don't some days I think I was telling you earlier like there like a week ago I was like down about it and then yesterday I was like on a high at work like uh, things were going well, but it's just, it's very stressful. It's a lot of responsibility. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, uh, being a lawyer seems like it's just getting paid to have someone else's anxiety. And that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> How do you manage your anxiety with it? Um, you work out a lot. I, I do. see you like so work. <laughs> yeah, Will actually, he gets up every morning at 5 a.m. and weight lifts. So he got me more into like, he, I think he saw me like being anxious about stuff and was like, you should really like this would help. And so I started like, like twice a week. I've tried to go three times a week. We'll go and, mm. and weight lift too. But, uh, and that helps. A, it helps, but it like helps a little bit and yeah. you need to be consistent about it. Mm. And I've fallen off a little bit recently, but I'll go back. It's sometimes like putting a band aid on like a broken bone. It's like, I have so much anxiety. Let me just go on a walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also now that I'm thinking, like, when you say that, it is also like, okay, I'm stressed about this. If I go to the gym, I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. Or, like, while I'm here, I'm only going to think about, like, this heavy thing I'm picking up. But but then, like, that doesn't fix anything because then once you leave the gym, you got to go deal with, deal with it. Deal with the other heavy things you're not picking up. <laughs> Small but mighty. Yeah. <laughs> she could fight you. I could. <laughs> I would not mess with her on the streets. Um, so... We had I had Juan on a few weeks ago, and he was talking about how he just started the first Spanish show. And you're yeah. also a Spanish comic. You're, yeah. I've got two out of six. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> diversity. <laughs> so what you're – and you're also a female comic. So what is that like being – like, have you ever – have you – because I remember the tweet you tweeted. Oh, my God. This was so – it was uh, – it was a photo of Roxy or something. Oh, yeah. But it was you, and it was like – it and was, Roxy's not even Spanish, is she? No. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of seems like she could be, though. She, but uh, but 
No, so uh, Liam, or no, I probably shouldn't say who it was. <laughs> oh gosh, someone shot me over a flyer and was like, "Are you on this show?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I like went through my Facebook messages. Like, was I booked on this? And it was like, no. And then I looked at the name and I was like, oh, Roxy's booked on it. It's the other girl with the stripper name. <laughs> Uh, but I, she's also she's got a joke about that too but uh yeah no, we're not I, talking bad she literally no, has she, a joke yeah she talked yes she'll talk about it when she comes yes uh no so but being a latina comic yes I, there's not very many hispanic women comics in atlanta and actually when i started um or like are there a lot in general there's a handful. There's there? a good amount. Okay. Uh, Cristela Alonso is a really great okay. Hispanic comedian. She actually had a sitcom, a very short-lived sitcom, while I was in law school, about a Mexican-American girl in, like, trying to get into law school and, like, working at a law firm. Okay. And she's, like, I'm, like, she is my, like, kindred spirit somehow. <laughs> but my parents would watch it and be, like, did you watch Cristela? And, like, oh! and they, like, felt like they understood what I was, like, going through watching it with me and, like, while I was in school. So cute. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> It, but in Atlanta, I had another comic when I first started. I, like, was asking him for, like, advice. And he had mentioned to me, like, I had someone reach out, and they specifically wanted a Hispanic female comedian to do this event, and I couldn't name a single one. Like, mm. if, like if you're working at this and you're getting good, like, there are opportunities for you. And that, yeah. like, really motivated me and, like – we need we need to be out here we need to be doing more and then yeah i love that juan's doing that show too because there's like the hispanic community is so untapped in georgia mm-hmm. and uh it was also nice to try to like relearn spanish to do it <laughs> so are you do you have to re- you had to relearn it so i've i've always been bad at speaking spanish okay because um so my parents moved to the united states when they were like middle school high school mm-hmm. aged and they were both put in, like, the ESL program. My dad ended up not finishing school. My mom did, but, like, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And they – but my mom attributes it completely to being in the ESL program. And so yeah. they thought it would be better for me and my brother. Like, I think – from my understanding, I think it was a conscious decision to try to make sure that we knew English mm-hmm. first. Um, and then they thought that we would just, like, pick up Spanish later. <laughs> but uh, my dad was like, yeah, we, we read somewhere that, like, you're always going to know one or one language a little bit better. And, like, you know, yeah. for work and school and, like, for us not knowing English hurt us. So. Yeah. But – and that's something that, like – like, in the last year when we were talking about, like, 2020, I feel mm-hmm. like we've – they there's been a lot of – I feel like in the last couple of years I've heard the word colonizer a lot. Have you, like, yeah, with regards to different, like, cultures and stuff like okay. that? And so it became kind of like a – it's become kind of a chip on my shoulder that I don't speak English that well because I'm – or not English, Spanish. Okay. Apparently English, too. But uh, <laughs> Spanish that well because it's like, oh, we're, like – that's a part of my culture that I lost to, like, because, be – to try to, to try assimilate. To, to assimilate yeah. to America. Okay, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yes, that was, like, a byproduct of exactly. being raised here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so and like when I made that a, a, like realization as an adult, it was like kind of like sad that your parents thought they had. It right. kind of was like your parents thought they had to teach you English so you would be like, yeah, they went and it was like good hearted. Like their heart was. Oh, they were right. Like, yeah, I think they were a hundred percent right. Yeah. Like I don't think that. Uh, well, even 
being so I was saying that there's not a lot of Hispanic women in comedy when I was in law school I was the only Mexican in the whole school Mm. like there were other Hispanic people but like and we had a Hispanic bar association I would talk to the other girls but they were all you know like I I think they were probably feeling like I was Mm -hmm. like there was you know a Colombian girl like different yeah but um there's just it's a lot harder when you start out in a country and you don't know the language and so you can't then you don't know the systems you don't know how to progress and move up so for them for and for us to progress and move up and to an extent they were right I don't know that I would have made it as far as I have with like my education and career and stuff like that if if I you know didn't speak English as well I don't know dang no no (laughs) I I never even thought I it kind of makes me sad, though, you know, that, like, I understand, like, it did help, in the, but it's, like, the fact that they thought that, the fact that people think that, you know, because my friend, yeah. I have a friend, his name's David, he's also from Texas, and his parents, he didn't teach it, he doesn't know it, like, a lick at all, and mm-hmm. the same thing, and he says the same thing, like, that, and I never thought of it that way, like, that you're, the parent, I, it makes me feel sad for the parents that they thought that they had to, like, well, do it that way. Something to make you not feel sad for that. Okay, okay. Uh, I also, when I was little... I'm, like, gonna cry right yeah. now. No, uh, when I was little, I swear they would use it as, like, a secret language to each other, too. So, like, if they didn't want me and my brother to know about something, they would speak Spanish to each other. Oh, that's so kind of rude. Right? <laughs> that's kind of shady. But then, like, as I, when I was little, little, I was, like, didn't know very much Spanish. But then, like, high school, middle school, I picked up more. And then, then it was kind of fun. Like, if me and my mom would be in the store and she would say something to me in Spanish, it was like she didn't want the people around us to hear <laughs> and stuff. So I've always, like, I would say I'm good at Spanglish. I love that. That's yeah. my favorite, like, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Spanglish. Uh I auditioned for Spanglish when I was what? a little girl. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <gasps> uh, my aunt was working for Time Warner at the time. And she, so ever since I was little, I used to sing, like, would, like. Can you try. sing now? Uh, I, I do at home. Like. <laughs> she started singing now? <laughs> no. Uh, but so she knew that I, like, wanted to, like, do something like that. And she had heard of, like, that they were casting for an Adam Sandler movie. And she, like, and I'm such an Adam Sandler fan, too. And I think I was, like, 13 or so at the time. And so they were casting for that daughter. The, the, the daughter. Yeah. I literally just watched it the other day. That's so crazy. Yeah. You found a <laughs> And I messed up my Spanish in the casting call, or in the, like, audition. They, uh, we went, and they, I think I went through one round, and then they, like, had us come back, and, like, I spoke. I was so young and I didn't really know what was going on, but they asked me where I was from in Spanish to like try to make sure I could speak Spanish. And we had just moved to the suburbs. So they were expecting me to say Houston, but I said I was from spring. And these were like people not from, like they were from LA probably. I don't know. They didn't know what spring was. And they were like, this girl doesn't know Spanish. Get her out of here. And I'm just like, no. It's a town. Yeah. <laughs> it's a town. I did understand you. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah. And I, like, couldn't watch that movie for years because I was so sad. I was <laughs> okay. so sad that I didn't Sorry, get to Jen. meet Adam Sandler. I've finally seen it, though. I'm over it now. Is it, I'm still you, talking about it now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm not. <laughs> so over it. So I think this has been really good. I it really I really have enjoyed this. You, like I said, you were, like, one of the – when I, you first got here, you were one of the first comics that I had seen live. And I remember it stuck out because – you. I don't know if you had said it. I don't think you had said it or someone told me 
or maybe you did say it about being a lawyer and I was like that is so cool because I always think it's cool like what people do outside of it because I don't know and then like I I think it's neat how you incorporate the current events and all that into everything that you do and I think it's really unique thank you special besides this amazing cooking show that's coming to um um, tiktok instagram reels youtube (laughs) all of the things (laughs) what else do you have coming up and where can people find you and anything else you want to say so um coming up i'm gonna be at a roll call show on the 14th i think one of their outdoor shows and uh comedia sin subtitulos if I said that right, uh, the Spanish show is on. <laughs> you did say it right. I, so. uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be attempting Spanish there. No, uh, well, some of my jokes in Spanish are about specifically about not being good at it. I was I thought it was going to be harder to write, and but it was like, oh, I can just make fun of the fact that I don't speak Spanish well for five minutes, and it works. <laughs> I think. I mean, honestly, being honest always does work. But I think it's really neat how this is like like you said, teaching, like making, sharpening that thing and like who knows what will come of it. I think it's really cool. Thank you. I think it's yeah. a cool show. Um, what's your Instagram? It's Angel Brook uh, with an E. It's my first and middle name. Uh, A-N-G-E-L-B-R-O-O-K-E. Follow me. <laughs> Follow her. Come to Roll Call. We have, and go to the, go to the Spanish show. It's not all in Spanish. We go I was to, there. Yeah, we do Spanglish. Um, and like, so there's a little mixture between both. If you, if you don't speak any Spanish, there might be like a couple of spots where you. You'll be like, but you can just. Yeah. Listen, use your ears. When everyone else laughs, you laugh. You'll figure it out. It's contagious. Yes. <laughs> Laughter is contagious. It doesn't have a language. Okay. <laughs> that's, so, that's beautiful. I love that. La- Laughter is universal. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter is universal. Okay. I love you and I mean it. Bye. Bye.